0: You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback, Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato. And today we have a very special guest with us, uh, Brendan Kumarasamy. And he's actually a business transformation consultant at IBM. But if there's one thing he's really good at, it's um, the ability to effectively communicate with people. So, And that's through a variety of different ways. He uh, actually coached 100 plus individuals on mastering the art of public speaking. He's uh, spoken at organizations such as Next Al, um, which is part of my Microsoft's um, Montreal office in, in Canada. Um, Upstart ED, Front Row Ventures, uh, and was able to sell um, over 100 copies, actually in a pre-order basis, of uh, a book which became a New York Times bestseller, uh, Scott Harrison's Thirst, uh, as part of the the book launch team. And He was able to do that through uh, effectively communicating with people, but in in a different way uh, we're going to talk about, because we're recording this during, um, hopefully, the tail end of the COVID-19 crisis in the middle of July. Uh, So we're going to talk about, um, you know, as real estate investors, as syndicators, um, you know, what my company does, we're always trying to get better at public speaking and trying to present and um, it seems to have shifted a little bit towards online presentations. So what we're going to focus on is kind of how to present yourself and, you know, whether it's raising capital or, um, you know, any form of communication you're trying to, to, uh, you know, sell a product or a service and pretty much any capacity um, to operate your business. So, Brandon, thanks for coming on the show. Of course. Pleasure to
1: pleasure to be on, Anthony. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, great. So could you kind of tell us about, um, you know, your experience? Is there any particular platform you've been using to um, help companies communicate their message more so than others?
1: Yeah, of course. So I think what I've seen in the industry so far is, and this applies for really anybody, whether you're in real estate or any other industry, is there's been a huge transition from the in-person landscape where you're meeting people and clients one-on-one to now you're doing the same types of engagement, the same types of transactions, And you have to go through them over Zoom. Like, just if you use this platform as an example, they went from 10 million daily users to now they're in the hundreds of millions. It's actually almost insane if you think about it. So, now as real estate agents, as real estate investors, as people who want to make a difference in this space, we need to learn how to pivot effectively so that we can communicate in the same way that we
0: do in person. Sure. So, what are the best ways to communicate on Zoom that you just mentioned? Um, And how do you make it as effective as it would be in person.
1: For sure. So I think the way that we can start this conversation is by talking about why online presentations and conversations are a lot more challenging than in person ones. The main reason is because you can't gauge your audience's reaction. So let's say I'm speaking to a bunch of real estate investors in a room and I tell a joke. I'll know if I'm funny or not based on the reaction. You're either going to say, oh, this is a funny joke, or you're really not funny. Don't ever say a joke again. But the difference in an online presentation is I need to say the joke and assume it's funny. That's very different because now I can't gauge my audience's reaction anymore because I can't see anybody on the screen. I can see you because we're having a one-on-one conversation, but when you're speaking to 30 investors at the same time. You can't really tell the difference, and you can't see if you're as confident. So that's why online presentations and conversations are much more trickier than in-person ones because you still have to bring the same energy and the same level of fire that you would if you were having a lunch with them or a dinner or you were speaking to a group of investors all at the same time. So what's my tip to master it? There's a couple of things that you can do. But one pro tip I give a lot of the people I work with is do a pre-training Zoom call. So this is what you do. You get a bunch of people that you don't like into a Zoom call who are real estate investors like you. And then you present to them. You give your full presentation, you know, the return on investment, cash flow, everything. You show all the financial statements and they're going to judge you on how you're presenting those statements based on the investor that you're pitching to in that given week. And then after you do that, you're gonna get all the feedback that you need to change the way that you're communicating. Because when you do the actual presentation, the person who's watching you won't give you feedback. But so the people before you can say, Well, Brendan, the way that you're looking at the camera, you're not looking at the lens. You gotta pay attention when you're looking at people. So those are the types of things that you can do to get better. Another trick you can use, depending if you know someone in the audience, is you want to imagine as if the person that you're speaking to is in the same room as you. So let's say me and you are having this conversation completely different parts of the world, but I'm always imagining as if I've known you for a long time. So that way, when I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to you like an old friend. So I'm always giving you very concrete and direct advice. So when you're speaking to a real estate investor, imagine as if you either know someone and they're in the same room as you, or if you don't, really focus on the impact and the outcome from that presentation and let that drive your energy as you present.
0: Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. What's your opinion on, um, zoom fatigue? Because I've been seeing a lot of articles out there, particularly on LinkedIn that are coming out saying people are tired of the, the zoom calls and it's a real thing staring at a screen for, you know, six to sometimes 10 hours a day, especially if you're in a sales role. Um, Or is it just something we're going to have to learn to adapt to and um, eventually it's going to be more widespread, even more than it is now?
1: Yeah, I love the question. I I would say the idea is I get it, right? I understand where the fatigue comes from. I used to be a guy who was keynoting at a bunch of places, was flying out to a bunch of countries, and I'm just stuck in my basement, right? So I definitely understand where the Zoom fatigue comes from. So I think the way that we remedy this, Anthony, is by focusing on the advantages of being online. The biggest one is that we can scale deals. So I'll give you an example. In the past, and the past doesn't mean 10 years ago, literally six months ago, we used to believe that, man, I got to fly out to see Anthony to close this $5 million property. I need to fly out. I need to spend eight hours away from my family. I need to take a flight. But now we're realizing really quickly that, hey, we can close this thing in 30 minutes, right? You already want the deal, I want the deal, let's just close it in 30 minutes. But the beauty of that thing is, even if we don't get to have dinner together or have a great time while I'm there, what the benefit is, is you can close more stuff in the same amount of time. So that's what a lot of business owners are realizing, not just in real estate, but everywhere. It's like, I don't need to take these flights anymore. So by focusing on the benefits that you can close 10 deals in a day instead of one, that you can spend a lot more time with your family, that you can save on a lot of your OPEX costs that you would have spent traveling, that you can now use for a much nicer vacation. Now you're focusing on the positives and you're focusing on the results rather than the actual situation that we can't change. And that's how you kind of alleviate Zoom
0: fatigue. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so besides those two methods that you mentioned, kind of imagine that you're there and assume that you're funny. Um, what, what else? What other advice would you have for um, you know, uh, whether it's startup companies that are trying to um, raise capital for their, um, you know, their startup or, you know, for real estate developers and operators like myself, um, you know, are there any other, you know, tips that you have? That you can Absolutely.
1: Share? Of course. So one thing I always like to point out on these shows is most people don't actually know how to practice public speaking. So let me explain what I mean by that. Let's say you're a basketball player. You're trying to learn a new skill, right? Whether it's sports, whether it's learning a new instrument or even singing a song, you're always focusing on the fundamentals. If you're playing piano, you're not trying to play a hundred different songs. When you get started, you try and get one song right. And to get that thing right, you do it a hundred times. Same thing with basketball. You don't focus on special tricks, but rather you focus on how do I dribble faster? How do I understand the court? How do I pass better? And above all, how do I sink the ball in the net in the highest possible percentage? And then by focusing on those fundamentals, you get better. But in public speaking, we don't do that. It's Wednesday. Your boss comes up to you or you're the boss and your client comes up to you and says, Uh, Brenda, I need a presentation for Friday. So you're there and you're spending the evening getting the presentation together. You got two days. You don't have that much time to practice. You present and then you take the presentation and you throw it in the trash and you start a new one. That's the mistake because you're not actually focusing on what you could have done better in that given presentation. So the secret is that the best speakers in the world present one or two decks hundreds of times. So if you're somebody who's raising capital. So I mostly specialize in technology startups where you're always presenting the same business model over and over again. But even in real estate investing, I would argue since most of the crowd is focused on multifamily, that the key advantages of any given property, even if the location is going to be different, the core benefits of a multifamily home stays the same, right? You know, lots of recurring revenue. uh, Tenants are very stable month over month. So, by emphasizing those benefits and more specifically, having conversations with other multifamily investors, which I'm sure your community helps facilitate, you can all have a conversation together and say, How can we make this single presentation better for everyone? So let's say me and you are having a discussion, I give you a presentation. You could say, Well, Brendan, based on my experience, you forgot to mention that multifamily homes or properties are the most are the safest real estate investment for example that won't necessarily be the case but let's say so that way we can learn how to sell these properties better together and since we're investing in groups our success rate will skyrocket so that's a good better way to practice for people
0: sure that makes a lot of sense can you kind of talk about um your experience with um like how are you able to you know pre-sell pre-sell that many books um that became a new york times bestseller pretty quickly Right. Like, what was that, your you know what was your strategy with that? Obviously, that's part of sales. Was a combination of that through online or what was how did that process work?
1: Yeah, I'm sure you'll appreciate this, since I'm sure a lot of real estate people are just hustlers. You got to get out there, get the job done. So, what I did since so I'm a big fan, I'm a huge advocate for the charity. So, for those who don't know, Scott Harrison is the CEO of Charity Water, very very well organized company and organization. So, what I did was simple. I DM'd every single person on my Facebook one-on-one. So I sold 150 copies in like 24 hours, but I messaged 1,500 people. It was the same thing with my YouTube channel, MasterTalk, where I share a lot of these public speaking tips. How did I get to 1,000 subscribers in 30 days? I just messaged everyone one-on-one. You know, whether it's a voice message, whether it's talking to them, getting on the phone call with them, doing whatever it takes to get the sale. So that's how I essentially got the sales numbers really quickly.
0: That's awesome. So definitely hustle is a skill that you need in real estate as well. Absolutely. Um, can you talk about um, some of the conferences you presented at in terms of what the topics that you discussed were? Was it very similar to what you're talking about on here today or a little bit different?
1: It, it definitely varies based on. What the company needs in any given day. But I would say the big ones is Master Talk Foundations, where I talk about what are some of the elements of public speaking that most people miss silences, ums and ahs, audience mastery, and the like. Another popular keynote I like to give is my storytelling keynote, where I talk about how do you tell stories in a way that's very convincing and actually practical that you can apply in your presentation. So those are the two topics I usually speak at.
0: And you're able to incorporate the pauses and kind of the anticipation factors that all go towards a successful presentation and the storytelling via Zoom or Skype or any online platform, correct? Yeah, you got still, it. But go still ahead. Still be mo- still be effective and communicate the same message.
1: Absolutely, and and but what I will add as a caveat is the reason I'm able to do that is because my keynote master talk foundations. I've probably given over 300 times now, not three times, not 30 times, 300 times. So since most of those were done in person, when I went back online, I knew how to transition really well. And this will happen with everyone who's listening. When you do the first pitch online, it's not going to be good. You won't have lights like I do now, right? You want to have this headset. But then as you get better over time, you start to invest a bit of money, you get more feedback. When it's the 50th time that you're presenting the same thing that you know in and out because you've been investing in these properties for so long, now you're starting to add a lot more value to the people who are listening and you can give a better show.
0: Sure. Repetition is the mother of skill. Um, How can people find you, Brendan?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm not famous or anything. So if you have any questions (laughs) on public speaking, feel free to send me a message on Instagram. I'm at MasterYourTalk. And if you want to check out my YouTube videos where I share all of my advanced tips and tricks, that's master
0: talk in one word. Awesome. So we're going to wrap up this show now. And Brendan, I really appreciate you coming on the show here and talk about this topic that isn't really discussed by a lot of um, real estate operators, syndicators, investors at all. But I think it's very important because it really, you know, I, for me, personally, public speaking was the most effective class that I took. This is actually in high school and I took it again in college. Um, And as Brendan said, repetition is the mother of skill. So the more you practice, the better you're going to be. No different than in an in-person setting. As long as you know what you're talking about, you know, all the questions that you're going to get, and you kind of have answers for it. um, I can appreciate what Brendan's saying, but there's a few tips that I, I learned myself here today. And I appreciate you sharing that with me and my audience.
1: Absolutely. Anthony. Thanks for having me. Great.
0: Thank you so much.
1: All the best. Awesome.